Hello, and welcome to the Writing Guys podcast, where we help writers get inside a guy's head by answering questions on how men think. I'm Lancey McCall, today's moderator, and our hosts are C.T. Andrews and Michael Aspen. Hi, everybody. Hello. Let's talk. (laughs) All right, let's talk. All right. So uh, today's listener question is, what happens when men cry? I, I want to jump in and point out that this is the sequel to last week's episode, which was how do men respond to a crying woman and why? So we kind of thought, well, let's, let's talk about crying from a male perspective and, and throw out an episode on that. So I, I wanted to bring that up just to say there's two episodes on this topic from two different perspectives last week's and this week's. Yeah. Right. I mean, because we can't talk about one without the other, right? Sure. Even though I would rather just talk about the one from last week and, and just not talk about the one from this week, but if I must, that's a good point. It is an uncomfortable topic for men. It is. This is, this is not something that most guys will even ever admit to much less discuss. Right. Um, it, well, at least in the, at least in the United States, I, I don't know about other cultures, but um, in the United States, it is very unusual for a man to cry. Or if he does, it's something that he is, the social mores being what they are, kind of pushes him to do it quietly alone, not something you do in front of others. Absolutely. Yeah. I don't want, I, when I feel the tears start to come, when the uh, emotion might overwhelm me or whatever, uh, I don't want people to see it, whether I'm sitting in a movie theater and I'm watching a sad movie like, oh, I don't know, Karate Kid or whatever, uh, or when I'm out in public and something occurs to me or whatever, you start to feel that welling up of emotion, right? And uh, when that happens, I don't don't like people seeing me do that. I don't like it. I don't like people watching that. so yes, um, that what Michael said is true. Men don't like that. So when you um, when you feel that coming on, what do you do? What is how? What do you do when you feel that coming on? Well, wait. Are we are we in a place where we can release that emotion, or are we in a place where we need to conceal it, or we feel we need to conceal it because it's two let's, different? Let's reactions. discuss both. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think that's the whole thing. That's the whole point, though. My methods of concealing the uh, the the watery eyes and God forbid a tear actually just like formulates just heavy enough to where it goes bloop, like that. Um, concealing that is it depends on the situation. Like if as a, the if I were in the aforementioned movie theater, you know, it might be just as subtle as turning the head like this. Or maybe eating popcorn and going like that, you know, or whatever. But if I don't, if I don't have the luxury of being in a dark movie theater uh, where concealing it might be a little easier. Walk out of the room slowly, nonchalantly, leave the room, um, as opposed to dash out in a mad, crazy bolt, um, so people don't suspect something or it could be you know uh it depends on the situation like what what is the easiest way given the situation you know 
to yeah. hide that. And one other thing I'd point out is that men tend to compartmentalize their thoughts and emotions. So if you're in a compartment that is an emotional compartment that's causing the crying, jump compartments, go to another one that doesn't. You can you can force your brain to be thinking about something else. And it's remarkable how quickly you can stop. Um, you may address it later. It may still be a burden that you need to go and address later, but you can appear to be maybe just a little down or sullen or whatever um, by switching compartments in your brain and thinking about something else entirely, work, cars, sports, whatever, right? Yeah, I I don't even, I, I'm not sure that men in general are aware of how good they are at doing that. But I think that men are extremely good at doing that. We can switch gears, they call it, or we can, what you just call it, jump compartments. Yeah, jump compartments, yeah. Yeah, I think that there are little levers that we can pull that'll help us do that. Like change uh, or, you know, go put the book down and pick up uh, a comic book or or whatever. It can be as easy as that. But those are little levers that we pull because psychologically, I think we are able to skip compartments pretty easily. I do it. Yeah. Like when I when I have a thought that I don't like, man. I skip compartments, y'all. Yeah. Go jump quick. over somewhere else. Yeah, to, jump over somewhere else. Yeah, go to work. Fix. Start on something you haven't done in a long time. Like if you got a clean house, clean house. If you got to fix your car, go fix your car. You got to go um, run an errand, go run the freaking errand, right? Just your, your mind or just shift to thinking about something else. Think about stuff you got to do for tomorrow for work. Think about something you got to do later today. Think about laundry. It doesn't matter. Just get your but brain into it, a different compartment. Doesn't yeah. it eventually come back to bite you? Because you need to get that stuff out. Not well, not always. <laughs> it depends on the source. So if it's a deep emotional wound that you're dealing with, it can come back. But if it's something that was like uh, you just had an emotional reaction to something that was pretty external and doesn't really affect you deeply, no, you can pretty much walk away and it'll just kind of drift away on its own and you don't have to worry about it. Yeah, from my perspective, it'll always come back. There's no doubt about it. But I don't know. It, I'm not sure what is meant by when you say come back to bite you. Yeah. I, I'm, I don't prescribe to this idea that we have to let it out. I don't know what that means, to be honest with you. Um, so I don't know if. The answer is yes. It always comes back. You can't prevent it from coming back, especially if it's a deeper wound and it hurts a lot. Like you've yeah. lost somebody or maybe you've broken up with somebody or something like that. Uh, it's so it's yeah, it's always going to come back. But and you can, if I let it all out now yeah. and I have one of those messy, snot slinging, crying fits where I lose my breath and I do the whole five year old. <laughs> like that does that mean it's all gone or am i going to be going through it again next week you see so when it's suggested to just let it all out i don't know if that does any good i've said it before and no one agrees with me on this podcast but i do come from the mindset that guys don't cry we just don't cry now does that mean that we're not human and we never cry of course not there are things that you know make people make a man cry 
and it's inevitable and can't be helped. But when it comes to a releasing of second tier emotional turmoil, if you catch my drift and then crying about it, I don't think men do that. I don't think they should do that. And as much as women say, I want a man that does that. No, they don't. No, they they don't. just think they do. Yeah. Uh, what I worry about in the, so my example of getting it out is, is from working with male colleagues. Right. And um, I had this one in particular that I worked with and when he got really upset, usually he, it was a mad, he was mad about something, you know, his demeanor changed and his answers got really short until I would say, you need to tell me what's going on. And then he would just and let me know and tell me everything that was going on. And then he felt better and his demeanor was back to normal. So I can't help but think that if you have a hurt that you've been hurt and you feel like you need to cry, it seems like it would, it would affect you trying to hold it in. Right. So, well, it, it can't. So a couple of things there. Number one, you can time crying. So CT apparently leaves, leads a tearless existence. I do not. So you can, you can time oh, it. That's you, not true. I'm just always <laughs> So, but you can time it. You can, you can delay it to a point where you're alone. And that guy who's angry, I'm curious how long he was angry at work before you finally got him to talk to you. Was it a day, a week, a month? Because a lot of times what, what you'll do is you'll, you'll go somewhere where it's, you're allowed to have the emotion. So with crying, oftentimes what that means is you're alone. You just go, you're alone. You don't, nobody else is there. And you'll, you'll process through it as best you can. Maybe you'll actually make progress. Maybe you won't, but you'll deal with it. And then whenever it's time to be back around people, you pack all that shit away. You jump into another box and you go back out and, and deal with it and, and just be, and just be as best you can. Um, but that whole, that whole point about uh, guys don't cry. That's not just women that say that it's not just men that say that it's like, a lot of society pushes men show weakness. If you, if you cry in front of another guy and he's at all a competitor of yours, you're now a pussy in his eyes. He's going to make fun of you. He's going to, he's going to badmouth you behind your, your, he, you are weak in his eyes now. And you've just lost a tremendous amount of your edge in competing with him. So one of the ways where you can mask it and, and CT mentioned this off air. So I don't want to steal a whole lot of his thunder, but I'll mention it is to combine it with anger. So I've said this before, and I kind of get a little bit of a, mm, that's really not true, but I really think it is. One of the few emotions that men are allowed to show that's a strong emotion is anger. That's allowed. You can be angry and punch a wall, but if you cry, fuck you, you're you're a loser. But if you get mad, and you're like, fucking damn it, I'm pissed off. That's allowed. That is okay. The society says that men can get angry and passionate. So if you combine anger and passion with a little bit of tears, that those tears are just adding on to that anger and passion and can actually enhance that emotional position. So the other part of that, um, Lancey, is you're talking about coming back to bite you. There are a lot of emotions that men just have to kind of swallow and they don't have that, you know, it's just part of their normal demeanor. So when you, when you're talking about that guy being angry, that's a, that's a, that's a situation where an emotion was affecting him and it was one where he wasn't angry and he was, and then he was, so you saw a difference. But what if a guy is dealing with a, a deep pain in his life every day 
you never see a difference because this is the same guy you get every day of the week, Monday through Friday, you know, every day he's the same guy because he's packing that away and he's just swallowing it. That happens more often too. There's a lot of, there's a lot of that, that guys just have to well, stiff upper lip, man. Just, you know, yeah. Deal with it. yeah, I, I think Lancey has a good point when she said, when she gave us the example of the, the angry man at work who just had to let it all out. I don't, I, I have experienced several times in my past. Uh, I mean, it's happens. It's happened a lot where I have something bothering me or I have stress about a decision that I have to make or something like that. It's, it's not something that would ever make me cry specifically but in those instances when i communicate that stress with a friend of mine or my brother or not, it's not always a woman but sometimes it is a woman and i just communicate that with them and talk it out and get another perspective my mom was so good at this get another perspective from it then i feel better it makes me physically feel better so there's a lot to be said for communicating how you feel communicating yeah. what's on your mind and all that kind of stuff but i think that's a little bit different than crying about it because i think what michael said is true crying for men is and has always been a form of weakness and yeah. as popular as it is to today to deny that let it happen let's let's watch and see what happens the next time a man wilts over crying profusely you know because he got fired and just see how strong of a man you really think he is um right. so yeah i don't i don't i don't like crying and when other yeah i don't like crying i just don't like it i don't i well, don't I think like anybody one of the key oh, michael i wanted i wanted to touch on one of the key things i thought you said that i really really yeah. liked i thought it was really good and it was um about feeling safe um, that came out about feeling safe to express your emotions. And like with my colleague, he knew he was safe with me to yeah. tell me what he was angry about. And so he could, right. Um, but feeling safe to cry, like, you know, maybe with your wife, that's okay. Or maybe CT when you were younger with your mom, you know, or something, you, you feel safe and it's okay. There, there are very few safe havens. Being alone is the one known good safe haven that you have. If you're all by yourself, you can cry or you can release an emotion other than anger or happiness or hunger, you know? So, um, but uh, I, I, I'm very lucky in that my wife does not think lesser of me when I cry, but I would say that she is in the distinct minority. Um, almost all of the women I've met who have said they're okay with somebody crying when they see somebody crying, they give an attitude of oh, like that. Just they're disgusted. And it, I don't think, I, I don't think there's any better way to, to give an example of that was there was two women that were being interviewed on the street by a guy. It was one of those, you know, some young, some young kid has a YouTube channel or a TikTok channel or whatever. And he's just going around interviewing people randomly on the street and, he asked two women that were just, you know, like New York or LA or something. They were just walking around and he goes up and he asked me, he goes, do you think it's okay for men to cry? And the women said, look, it's perfectly fine for men to have emotions, but they need to keep them private. And that I think encapsulates the attitude you get is that you can cry all you want, but don't cry in front of me. Don't show it to me. Yeah. And that is, 
that is so common that it's not even funny. It, it's, it is amazing how often that attitude is there. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I want you to be able to cry, but I don't want you to actually do it in front of me because I will have a lower value of you yeah. if you do. Yeah. What if, let me ask a question from that information. I'm going to ask a question to all the ladies out there and yeah. I'd like to know what your answers are. So hit us up on uh, writingguys.net and leave us, leave us uh, or, or come to our, our YouTube or Facebook and let us know. Um, so let's Comments say, you're welcome. What's that? Comments are welcome. Yes, comments and are encouraged. welcome. Yes, and encouraged. <laughs> so let's say a woman is married to a man, hypothetical situation, for 40 years. That's a long, good, long marriage, right? And they have experienced the birth of babies. They've experienced uh, the death of parents, the death of grandparents. They've experienced tragedy. They've experienced gain, loss, victory, everything together. And... Every time uh, one of these life life events happen, he cries. He cries at weddings. He cries at graduations. He cries at funerals. He cries. It may not be a, a great wet sobbing cry, but there's tears, okay? Let's consider that scenario and the scenario where the man, the woman is married to him for 40 years and only sees him cry one time. And that's when, let's say, his mother dies. Who, who, which woman do you think is going to have more of a respecting admiration for the husband? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know which one it is. I think, I think it also depends a lot on, I think it also depends a lot on the woman, right? I mean, not every, not just like no two men are really the same. Like you and I have differing opinions on whether it's okay to cry or not. Um, and I think, I think it, it varies by women, but I think, I think the majority of women do not particularly like it when they see their man cry that um, just means the more women who leave a comment the better yeah the better. <laughs> i'd like more comment i would love input on this see yeah, uh, well, lancy has something she's itching to say so i want to let her have have at it yes yeah, so i i've been this year is our 25th wedding anniversary so and we've been together even longer than that congratulations what are you I'm, going for a record what what are you going for a record as long as we're alive, you know, <laughs> um, I am not the crier in the relationship. Mm -hmm. I believe yeah. you, you guys probably could have guessed, right? Um, yeah. I, yeah. That, that's not surprising to me. <laughs> the emotion that it invokes in me when I see him crying is that I want to hug him and comfort him and take care of him mm. because he's in pain. So that, that makes sense. I mean, that that is the make. What is it? The, the 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 motherly the motherly instinct of a woman, and there's and I think that's wonderful. But I don't know if you would feel the same way if he cried at like rom coms with overly sweet and happy endings. You don't know what he cries at. <laughs> no, I don't we, know what he I, cries I, at. No. By the way, I, I want to. I just want to pause for a second and say we are on the verge of a breach of trust here. I don't know. You might want to verify that he wants you telling an audience about his crying. He may not be okay with that. I don't know if he is or not. I just, I'm, I, if I were, if I were, if my wife was in a, <laughs> in a podcast and she were talking about me crying, I'd be like, I want to see that episode. I want to know exactly what you said. And I would like prior approval in the future. 
because yeah. even though I'm willing to admit stuff like that here, I don't necessarily want her talking about it somewhere else. He bawled at our wedding, just bawled in front of it, just tears down his face. And I'm just, I'm just kind of grinning at him. And he's like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's who he is. It's okay. So, so even in, even in my relationship where I feel like I can cry in front of my wife, uh, I'll give, I'll give two things. Number one is there are times when I can tell she's just like, Oh, come on, just get over it. Right. Um, and there, there was an example, my, one of my best friends, he, I met him when I was 16 and he died recently about a year ago. And, um, I was asked to give the eulogy and I, every time I worked on the eulogy for him, I would start crying and I worked on it alone in my office, in this room, at this desk, I worked on it here. And I would make sure that I was done with all the emotional outpouring before I left to go back upstairs and be around my family. That is how I dealt with that. Yeah, I couldn't stop the tears, but I could control when, where, and in front of whom they happened, right? And that's what I did. I would plan time. I would look at my watch and go, I've got two hours before my kids get home. I'm going to go down. I'm going to work on this eulogy for half an hour, 45 minutes. And I'm going to spend the rest of that time making sure that I am back to normal. And then I'm going to go back upstairs and face my family. And my wife did not know that I was that upset about it. She goes, you seem to be taking it really well. I said, you should see me when I'm working on the eulogy because I am not taking it well. I am a fucking wreck. Right. But I was lucky enough that by the time the eulogy came by the time it was, I was in front of the crowd. I could deliver the eulogy without crying. I had gotten through it. I had worked it all out ahead of time. And that was very important for me to do because I did not want to cry in front of the people in that audience. That wasn't, that was yeah. not going to happen. I remember you know? when my mother died and they asked if they, if we wanted to say something and, um, I just looked at my brother and I said, I don't know that I could without, without crying. And he's like, I'll do it. And he, so he did it and he did a great job. You know, he got up there and told funny stories and it was wonderful. But um, because I'm not a crier, when I do cry, people freak out. <laughs> I never, I cut you off CT. You were going to say something. Well, I think Michael and I uh, have something in common. We were going through roughly the exact same thing at roughly the exact same time. Lifelong friends dying and then have, being being faced with having to come up with the eulogy and all that kind of stuff. Uh, I think we understand each other right there. And Absolutely. So I spent six weeks working on this eulogy uh, because the funeral for whatever Catholic reason I can't imagine happened six weeks after, well, about, <laughs> about four to five weeks after the, after he passed away. Um, and to give Lancey's earlier point, a little bit of merit. Yes, I would lose it on working on that eulogy, but I knew that if I lost it while I worked on the eulogy, I could then, walk out into the world having gotten past it and move forward with the rest of the day, almost as if, Lancey, I let it all out. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I suppose if that's what is meant by letting it all out, or maybe even controlling when it happens, like Michael says, which I think they might be the same thing if you're open about it, then yes, it works and it helps. And uh, 
yeah, got through it. I want to, I want to say something right here. I I want to say something right here. I knew, I knew about Michael's friend and I was very aware of what he was going through. I had no idea you were going through the same thing. Oh yeah. Yeah. You guys handle that completely differently. Um, so you know what? I apologize if I was oblivious for you, CT. Oh, well, I, I appreciate that. I don't I don't ever remember telling you about it. So I don't suppose uh any apologies necessary. Maybe I should apologize for not letting you in on what I was going through. But if if you and Michael were communicating, then you had a pretty good idea of what I was going through too. Yeah. So I want to get back to safe havens for a minute. So I talked about you can be alone and you can be safe to cry. Um, there's, and, and maybe the woman in your life, um, but that's, that's hit or miss. I have dated women where I started to get emotional and they did not like it and they turned it around and used it against me later. So that, that was a real quick indicator that, Hey, don't show emotion, any weakness. Um, because that's, you're just, you're just opening yourself up to future attack. But one of the other safe havens that's pretty rare to come across is if you have a really close male friend that is an ally of yours and is not in competition with you, somebody that's just there for you, you can, you can on occasion, depending on what reason is cry in front of them. Now it's, this is not a, I saw a movie and it was so emotional. Oh my God, I They're going to be like, snap out of it. You know, come on, fuckhead, let's get going. <laughs> yeah. But um, but there are certain topics, like if you find out your wife is cheating on you or you suspect your wife is cheating on you or your parents died or uh, your brother died or your, you know, you, your dog died. I mean, there's just all kinds, there are things that are, that are acceptable amongst men for you to, to begin getting emotional about, and they can be a safe haven and often are going to give you much more support than you would get from almost anywhere else. Um, my parents, despite their claims to the contrary, have no support at all for an emotional reaction from their two boys. Zero. You have an emotional reaction, you know, buck up, deal with it. Walk it off. Walk it off. Yeah, that's right. I think I think you just need somebody to hit you harder kind of attitude, although they didn't really hit me. So that's not really true. I, let's clarify. They didn't beat me. So but but that that kind of, you know, invalidating your emotional response of, you know, you're not really you're not really that upset. Just get over it and move on kind of attitude. But I, I that friend that I had that passed away that I was so emotionally upset about, he was one of the few people that I could go and he and I could go sit down at like a coffee shop and have a conversation. And then on, you know, on the drive home, one of us could break down into tears and the other one would be okay with it. We'd be like, okay, dude, you know, I'll help you out. Yeah. Let's talk about it. Let's talk it through. And you don't have that. Those come very long, very seldom. You don't get a lot of that. And whenever you lose one, like I did, I, I feel a lot more alone now than I ever have in my life. Cause I've got nobody to go to with certain things that I want to talk about. It's nobody there. It's just done. Yeah. So, yeah, I yeah. I totally agree with that 100%. I think that I've always said it actually in the past um in movies, let's say, a women crying I I respect the performance that goes into that. Um from the actor and the script writing and the direction and all of that. But men crying especially 
in each other's presence, i.e. Goodwill Hunting and any other movie where you've got that deep emotional pain that's shared between men. Oh, it's me every time. Like yeah. a stab right through the heart. Um, that that to me is that to me is probably the probably the most powerful emotional response or emotional trigger I'll I'll get cinematically and maybe even in a book is when men who are brothers and share a certain brotherhood have that emotional emotional damage and share it with each other tearfully yeah. that hits me hard one thing to say about all that though there comes a point even in the real world where men who are brothers and they have that connection there comes a point when it's a little too much. Yeah. Cried about it. We've we've expunged our demons out into the world. We can we can we can heal now. We can gather. I understand how you feel. The dog's been dead a week. It's time to stop. It's yeah. time to stand back up and let's maybe, move forward. Maybe so, now it's time to drown your, your sorrow in a little bit of beer instead of crying about it, buddy. Let's right. let's move forward. Yeah. And, and that's yeah. where, that's where the gentle insult, the, so insults between men are almost, it's a, that's what we actually ought to do a whole episode on insults between guys because oh, that, is, that is a subtle nuance, subtly nuanced thing, but that's where the like, come on, fuckhead, let's go get a beer. Right. Yeah. You yeah. know, you know, come on, you pussy. Let's go get a beer. Coming from the right person with the right connection, that is actually a very powerful word of encouragement, and Absolutely. it's a and and it's a it's a boundary limiting thing that lets you know, okay, now you've 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 gone, you've you've done you've done the, the emotional thing you needed to do, and you may not realize it yet, but you're actually on the road to healing. So let's start down that actual Absolutely. path. It yeah. can be very affirming in a yes. uniquely manly sense. Yeah. And it's 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 awesome. That makes you feel good about being a guy, you know. Yeah. It's almost like working at the gym. I have relationships with a bunch of the fellas that work there. And we talk and talk and talk. And every now and then, one of them will walk in. One in particular, actually. But this happens with a number of them. We'll walk into the gym, and I'll be walking past them, and we'll fist bump. Won't say a word. It's acknowledgement that he's there. I'm there. You're here to work out. Cool. Fist bump. Going about the going about our business. There, that is worth a thousand words. Yeah. And it kind of it kind of applies to the conversation at hand, where it's, you know, uh, we're 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 moving forward with that tiny rib, that tiny ribbing. That come on, pussy, let's go. You it, know, it can be it can be very subtle. I, I went to a restaurant recently and just last night and had a sandwich that was just beyond the pale good it was a barbecue brisket sandwich with uh cheese grilled onto a onto a texas toast and it was called the oh it's so freaking good it's brisket grilled cheese and it just it hit every mark of just being an excellent sandwich and so this particular restaurant the kitchen has a has a half door that's open where they oftentimes will serve the food and i walked up and i went and i just yelled into the kitchen congratulations on that brisket grilled cheese and when you say that the cooks look at you with, wait, is he getting ready to shift to, it was the worst piece of shit I've ever had. You guys shouldn't, you guys are paid too much. Or was it actually a compliment? So the woman that was behind there, she's oh, thank you so much. That's so nice of you. And I wasn't talking to her. She didn't make it. I was talking to the cooks and I went like this. And then I yeah. turned around and walked off. And when they, when I did that, 
the two guys were like, like this back at me. Right. And that, that little nod, that right there was probably the best encouragement that they could get. And the best reception that I could get that they understood it was that good of a sandwich. Right. 100%. Yeah. 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 This and the nod with the closed eyes. That was what actually communicated. The words were just to get their attention. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's that's great. Yeah, that's awesome. That's that's how it works. Yeah. Anyway, Shit, I don't man. know where that came from. That has nothing to do with crying. It wasn't so good that I cried over that sandwich. I mean, it was good, but Jesus, it wasn't that good. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, do you guys um it, we're about we're about at our time into this. Do you guys want to give some wrap up comments? Um, sure. I I guess the 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 bottom line in reflection is I don't like to cry. I don't think men generally like to cry. Mm-hmm. I think that they do cry. They have methods of being able to hide that those that that emotional outpouring. On the rare occasion that you have that friend, that quote unquote brother, or maybe brother from another mother that that you're allowed to have that relationship with, then you've got a head up in the world, you're a foot up on the world. Um uh so yeah, it's not unheard of to cry for a man. It's just they don't ever let you hear about it, you know. I would I would say this to those of you writing it and you want to give the option to allow the guy to actually break through. Um, have his significant other give him a hug. Just pull his head down onto her lap and stroke his hair or pull him into an embrace where she's like snuggled up behind him and wraps her arms around him and her, and her legs around him. The, there are times when there are times when I think women think that all men want is sex and and that's all they want. They want sex and they want to have fun and they want to eat really good food and that's it. But the reality is there are times when man, sometimes just a caring embrace is a lot. And if, if he feels like he might be able to open up that kind of thing can really knock down the, the barrier and let that out. Um, so I, I'm trying to I'm trying to kind of circle this back to writing. So that's a good way to non-verbally show that the woman is receptive to hearing his pain. And then we talked yeah, a little bit about, go ahead. Can I add to that? Yeah. yeah I absolutely. think, I think if you, if you know the male character well enough, then you, you know what is going to trigger his emotional response to what the female character does. For instance, Michael says, Give, give him a hug, let him know it's okay. I think you can take it even a step further than that based on the character of the character. And that is, let's say he's a leather maker. Just right off the top of my head. Maybe he's going through a rough time and he goes to his car and sees on his dashboard she has left for him a little, a little leather hammer, you mm. know, because she's thinking about him. That, that might bring tears to his or things like that. Maybe he's a football player. He got these college romance going on. Maybe he opens his locker and there's a new, I don't know, jock pad. <laughs> or maybe there's a new uh, mouth guard hanging there that she bought it with like a little note. 
or something that applies to his character that the rest of the world would never think about but her that might get him to open up you know and cry there's a there's actually a, a beautiful little scene like that in the show uh, unlikely of all places called that 70s show where kitty where um red the father is out of work and he's really down about it and he's he's been struggling to get a new job and he can't and for him it feel he feels like he's letting down his family and he he struggles with that it's a, he's not getting ready to cry he's definitely not a crier he basically only cries if he gets shot right that's when he cries so but his wife knows that he's down and to give him that little i understand you i believe in you i support you she goes and buys a really expensive beer and just a six pack of it and brings it home. And he goes, what, what's this for? And she says, it's to celebrate your new job. And he goes, but Kitty, I don't have a new job. And she goes, but I know you'll get one. Right. Yeah. I know you'll get one. And that, and he just kind of smiles and he gives her a hug and, you know, says, this is why I love you. Yeah. Right. So yeah. I, I want to flip the script though. Just one, because I was getting ready to talk about this with guys. It's a different thing. You know, if a guy comes over and wants to like pull your head down onto his lap, you got to wonder <laughs> things may not be what you thought between you and him. So yeah. <laughs> with guys, yeah. it's a much more, um, it's much more subtle, right? Like you'll go out to the, you say you're, say you're going out to the bar and your friend will say, Hey, you know what? I'll pick up, I'll pick you up and drive. And then while you're driving there, he'll he'll like pull over in a parking lot and he'll be like dude are you okay and you go yeah yeah i'm fine and i go no really you know are you really okay <laughs> and and that kind of thing is is how it's done it's not something that you do in front of somebody else it's not something you do without permission it's something where you kind of go in and you you approach them and you you let them know if you have to talk about this or if you need to express something I'm giving you the option. And sometimes they're like, yeah, yeah, let's talk. Sometimes they're like, they'll bottle it up and still say no. It just depends. So, but that that's how it'll happen there. It's not the same between two guys and a guy and a woman. Yeah. No, it's actually, just, yeah, that would make for a great scene. Yeah. It would. Yeah. Yeah. That, so the scene, the scene where you're talking about Goodwill hunting, that scene where, Ben Affleck, Ben Affleck's character tells um, Matt Damon's character, and I'm not going to remember their characters' names, but when he tells them about, you know what the best part of my day is? When I come over here and I and I come to pick you up and I knock on the door and it's that brief second where you don't come to the door and I'm like, you're not coming to the door? You're gone. You're left. You're out of here. You're not going to no be a bum like me anymore. No nothing. You just yeah. left. And, and he's pouring his fucking heart out to matt damon he is basically saying i love you but you are better than me go be better yeah and that is a fucking hard thing to say and where does he say it he says it while drinking a beer standing next to the car while nobody else is the fuck around yeah yeah anyway, yeah just want to point that yeah, out no that's that's exactly right yeah yeah i was uh that that is that is a great <laughs> One of the greatest scenes between men, uh, there are a couple of those scenes in that movie. The one oh, I yeah. was re referencing was really when Robin Williams did to yes. Google Hunting exactly what you're talking about. He said, it's not your fault. He goes, I know. He goes, no, you don't. No, no, no you don't. <laughs> it's not your fault. And he's like, I know that. He goes, no, no, no. It's not your fault. And before you know it, he had to face it. He had to shed yeah. those demons. 
and and wow, it's just good, powerful stuff, man. It's it the gestalt of the human philosophy, the human psychology. If you if you want a good understanding how men can support men in an emotional situation, watch Goodwill Hunting, uh, yeah. because another way that the men support the men was uh, that gang of people that hang out with him, yeah. that are there with him no matter what, yeah. and they're they're closer than family, right? At one point, he says like they would die for you, but they're not going to help you get through this, right? Yeah. And it, it's really true. They 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 can only support as best they can, and the way they know how to do that is they just back each other up at the bar and the fights and the you know whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's a great, great movie. movie. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna end up watching that movie this weekend. God damn it, it's yeah. so good. <laughs> So it's now out of context, but I wanted to share with you guys, I had a real life scene supporting someone not too long ago. And it was, it was my husband. He came home from work and um, he was just beat down. He had had a rough day at work dealing with stupid users, you know, and <laughs> he is also in the IT world. And, um, and yeah, he just, I, like to say I could just tell yeah, I could just tell he was beat down and I just came up to him and I just gave him a hug. And um, when it was time to let go, because you reach that time when it's time to let go, he didn't let go, you know, and he just kind of held on. And he said, he told me, he says, I didn't know I needed a hug until you gave me one. Yeah. He's like, I guess I needed that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, that was very good. That was excellent work. Yeah. Yeah. I was kind of proud of myself. Like nailed it. <laughs> Give yourself the, what, the Tiger Woods fist bump. Yeah. 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 Because I don't always pick up on those, those uh, very, you know, subtle signs. So I was proud of myself too. Very All right. Cool, Nancy. Very cool. All right, guys, we're going to wrap that up. We're going to wrap this up. Excuse me. Um, that's it for this episode of writing guys. If you have a question that you would like our guys to answer about how men think, go to writingguys.net and click the button, ask us a question and fill out the form. Uh, it's really short. You don't even have to leave your name. It's anonymous or you can leave your name, whatever. We're happy either way. And then be sure to like, follow, um, or subscribe to the Writing Guys podcast, wherever it is that you listen to your podcasts. And we will see you next time. Bye. Cool. Bye. Bye, y'all.